0: that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entry or knowing how to navigate the uncertainties of disruptive developments. Mindfeeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode I have a special surprise gift. I am working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation and marketing. Let's get started on today's episode. So today I'm with Oz Kona. He's based in Pennsylvania and we are going to talk today about following topic. How business loan brokers can help startups get the needed seed funding. Before we go into our topic, Oz, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Hey, Christian. Good to be here. And I want to say hi to your audience. Yeah, my name is Oz Kohner. I'm the founder of a company called Business Lending Blueprint. Uh, So basically, we're a training organization training uh, people in the United States and in Canada who are entrepreneurial and they want to start their own um, recession-proof business. Uh, So we have over 3,000 brokers that um, we kind of took uh, under our wings, and we've been training them on how to become a business loan broker uh, so they can help other businesses, whether existing business or startup, get access to capital, again, both in the United States and Canada, and we help them build a six- and seven-figure business. So I'm the founder and also still the active president of that company. Um, so my background is from the industry. Uh, I'm an online marketer, but I've also been a loan broker for many, many years. I come from outside sales, inside sales, phone sales, anything sales that you can think of, which led me to uh, create this company, which at this point reached an eight-figure level. Uh, so we're very uh, passionate about what we do and you know, helping others reach similar levels through our, our help, hopefully. Yeah, that
0: sounds really awesome. So, um, how, what is actually a loan broker? Let's start with that.
1: Yeah, so it's a great question. So, there are two types. So, classic loan brokerage is through a, a traditional bank, right? So, whether it's PNC Bank, Chase Bank, Citibank. So, if you're a loan broker, you're processing loans under the roof of a uh, national company. Our type of loan broker is from the alternative lending industry, the difference is traditional banks they don't really provide funding to small businesses and startups right so their target audience is larger companies corporations you know uh, larger revenue generating businesses so they can provide funding uh, but when it comes to providing funding to small mom and pop businesses which consist of more than 70 percent of the entire economy they don't really provide funding but there is an alternative industry called alternative lending industry that does provide funding to small businesses. That's the part we represent. So when you say business loan broker, we're training people to be business loan brokers in the alternative lending industry, which doesn't require licensing or degrees or prior experience. Uh, So they can, as long as they understand who who to work with, um, they follow our code of conduct and they know what to offer and and how to help the businesses. Um, that's, That's how business loan brokerage works. It's a very lucrative industry uh, since you're pretty much uh, selling money at the end of the day to other people. It's a very direct approach. But, yeah, that's the definition of business loan brokerage uh, based on what we do.
0: And if I'm right, I suppose that the loan broker is actually not on. He's like a, let's say, medium. He actually is able to find for your company the people who have the money and are willing to give it to that particular company.
1: Correct. Yeah. So in traditional lending, that's not so much of a problem, right? So you kind of know who provides funding, uh, so you can go direct to the source. If you need a loan from a national bank, you go apply to Bank of America, let's say, for a mortgage. Uh, But you also have mortgage brokers, right? So so you go through a mortgage consultant, and they kind of put you through uh, the best rate through the best provider. They do the heavy lifting. In alternative lending, it is similar to mortgage brokerage, but... um, it goes way deeper than that because unlike like traditional banks you don't really know who the lenders are the real lenders and under what conditions they provide lending what products uh, they provide lending for uh, for example someone might want to buy a truck for their company uh, then you need an equipment leasing lender and if you don't know that you, know, you don't really know how to get that so your broker uh, you know connects you with the with the proper lender and um it walks you through the entire process of getting the funding. And, for example, equipment leasing is one of the dozen products that we train our members on. Uh, so with that, that's that's the role of the uh, broker. That's a little different than the traditional lending or a mortgage broker or someone else who acts as like a, a medium person. Although brokerage, in its meaning, it's in its core, that's what it means. But it, it means a lot, a lot more than that for the alternative lending because you're pretty much giving options to somebody who didn't even know that those options existed before.
0: Yeah, so actually you're making it easier for the companies to get the money they really need. And I suppose, of course, uh, the differences between the US and Canada, um, not only currencies, but as well uh, jurisdictions, rules, and so on. So I suppose um, the people who join you for that uh, and use the the blueprint, they have... um, are there certain things that are different
1: based on country? Very much so. Yeah. So Canada and U.S. Just like you said, is they're like very different countries, right? They have different rules. They have different underwriting criteria. Um, that's why it's important uh, for someone to, let's say, from Canada, to follow the blueprint uh, that kind of lays the pathway for them to um, get to point A, point A, get, get to point uh, B from point A by following a system instead of them trying to figure it out through a trial and error, which can be a massive headache because we're talking about two different countries. Uh, but the, the side benefit, the massive benefit, for example, for a Canadian is that they can do the business both in United States and Canada. So they are exposed to a massive market, the biggest market in lending, which is United States. They can also offer funding to businesses in Canada. So they have access to all of that knowledge-based expertise and the mentors uh, through our platform.
0: Oh, yeah, and that makes it easy as well for them, even to get uh, money as a Canadian, even from lenders in the US who are interested or find it even a good thing to do and uh, provide the necessary funds for that company.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Oh, yeah, then, that really opens up a, a much, much broader ability than if you go to a traditional bank around the corner and then they don't really understand uh, what you're doing or why you need it and uh, how you're actually going to repay, which is. Typically, the biggest problems for most online companies, SaaS companies, and businesses are very innovative that the traditional bank uh, just doesn't understand the business model. It's,
1: That's precisely it's, the problem because think about who you're talking to when you walk into a branch, right? You're talking mm-hmm. to a teller or like a, uh, a, a you know, branch manager, or maybe if you're lucky, if there's a loan broker, they're in there. And banks are very strict um, on, on their criteria to follow lending. And think of a startup. A lot of times these are unique companies. So they can't just go by the book definition of what they do because, I mean, that's what makes makes them unique. Right. And it, it, the, a lot of the times the banks do not even understand what the business does to properly categorize them. So they even have a chance to get funding. Maybe normally under normal circumstances, they would have gotten approved for funding. But because the bank doesn't really understand the business model itself, it's safer for them to just decline it. That's why the decline rate on loan applications through banks is normally over 75%. So only two, three out of the 10 who apply uh, gets approved. But now through the pandemic, that disapproval rate went up to like over 83%. So the likelihood of someone walking into a bank or doing a, doing an online application uh, for the, of them getting some kind of funding is sometimes a little, just a little more than 10%, which is which is pretty bad. That's where the alternative lending comes into play because they don't look at some kind of chart with SIC codes to determine what business this is. They, they want to understand the business, especially for a startup, and based on other metrics, they can allow this, this business to get funding and do pretty much whatever they want to do um, without really trying to convince the lender on the business that they do, which is the main difference.
0: Yeah, that's why that's why when you look at it um, worldwide as well, uh, the U.S. and Canadian markets uh, are much more attractive, especially for startups. Or so even founders are coming from Europe or Asia. Um, many of them have actually become very successful once they moved over uh, to that area. For instance, look at Shopify. For instance, the founder is a German moved over to Canada. Founded their one business, it didn't quite go the way he expected. Founded the second business based on an idea that he got from his first business, and boom, he's now uh, has a net worth of over five point six billion dollars. Wow! Not bad, not bad for a guy who comes from a small uh, city in Germany. <laughs> and and the it's other
1: been in a few years, right? It's not like this is generational that it took fifty years to build this things moved pretty fast when he was in the right environment.
0: Exactly. And that's the thing where where you look at what Toby did. It's it's unique. And there are many other people as well from other countries uh, who haven't gone to Canada, have gone to the US Mm -hmm. or moved even from one place to another. And uh, just look even at Elon Musk who moved from South Africa went uh, to actually wanted to stay with uh, his I think his uncle in Canada his uncle already had moved so he stayed with his brother somehow kept alive studied there continued education moved then to the US and created there his business and the next business next business until he actually reached to Tesla and uh, Starlink and all these other fantastic businesses are running so yeah, it's very
1: similar to kind of growing anything right so when yeah. you plan something in the right environment, it flourishes. A lot of times we only hear massive success stories like Elon Musk, you mentioned a couple mm-hmm. of other people, but besides them, there are millions of um, private success stories too, right? Um, so people who come here, well, they become a millionaire. So you don't hear about them on the news, but that's not a, that's not a small undertaking when you think about it. Uh, because I come from an immigrant family, the odds of someone becoming a real millionaire in other countries is slim to none versus in the U S they've been exploding. They're, yeah, they're not Elon Musk's or, or Jeff Bezos, but they've done something that has never been done in their lineage uh, for like a couple of hundred years. Uh, so that, that happens because you have the right ecosystem here uh, that, yeah, the banks might be giving you difficulty, but here you go. There's alternative lending. So as long as you have a drive to succeed and you have a good plan, you can figure your way out and the bureaucracy is not going to stop in your way. Is a lot of times like try to do this in Africa or some other country. So your individual drive and motivation alone will not be enough for you to flourish and build a massive organization or a successful organization.
0: Yeah, and you need as well, of course, to get those people who are willing to take as well the risk by actually working for that company, which um, often in in places, even in Europe, usually you have so much uh, um, alternative jobs like working for some big corporate and so on, and which usually is, of course, by parentage being told, you need to get a safe job or you go and work for the government. In the US, it seems it's okay to go and work for some startup or smaller company and yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because we, uh, there's a lot of proof of concept, right? So in another country, mm-hmm. there's not enough proof of concept for a parent to push their kid to do something different. Here in the United States, I mean, you can kind of look around in your neighborhood and be able to see people being really, really successful who haven't even gone through college, right? And yeah. seeing that story allows even the families to be more flexible on their approach. So, in that regard, I think no matter what's happening, uh, US and Canada still the two best countries to build anything that you want. Now, obviously, if all you're looking for is a job, you can kind of do that in any kind of developed country. Um, but in, in US and Canada is the breeding ground for startups for a reason.
0: Yeah, exactly. And even people who, for instance, came from India as uh, programmers, worked for some uh, other startup, and eventually got their stock options. With the stock options, they created some starting wealth. And with that wealth, they started their own business idea. And boom, after a few years, they're multimillionaires, not billionaires necessarily, but definitely much better off than their family relations living back in India who are maybe just doing a meager income on that. And it's just a great thing, of course, for the family because it motivates us for the next generations there to seek uh, alternative means of income.
1: And Absolutely. Age. And many people do not talk about that, but you touched on something great. So yeah, so someone coming to the United States and becoming rich, obviously great for him or her, good job. But it, what it does is it, it impacts what happens in future generations too. Now we've become an inspiration to your grand grandkids maybe who's just maybe in similar situation and they now see that it is possible because they've seen their uncle or grand do it right so you're kind of affecting what happens not just today but in in the future for your you know not only your own family but your neighborhood your relatives your friends Who kind of see that it it is possible that's why we're seeing this chain reaction in the United States That, like I think this year United States last year um, created more millionaires than ever before and that's the reason that it's happening it's like a chain reaction more and more people now do believe That it is actually possible to start a company and within less than a decade, a few years, you can make it really, really big. And there are just so many examples of that. It becomes the reality of life and, you know, any one out of 10 people can become a millionaire. It becomes a possibility. It's like, the you know, four minute mile, right? Before it was done, no one believed it was possible. After it's done, like you had 10 other people who accomplished it (laughs) in a short amount of time.
0: Exactly. And so you not only need tenacity, you need uh, dedication to what you're actually working on, but you need as well uh, some financial assistance from somebody like a loan broker who can help them to get the necessary money because once they want to hire people, they have to have the cash to uh, rent an office, to pay people their salaries and so on until whatever they're doing starts generating proper revenue.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's cash cash flow is so important, as you know, for startups. And if you don't have access to it, you might have the best idea. You'll you'll definitely struggle or you won't be able to bring your idea to the surface and be able to even hire talent. Because talent is yeah. super important for a startup. How do you hire talent without your seed capital? Well, you know, unless you're fortunate and you have family members or friends who can loan you money, you definitely need to rely on a system that can provide that necessity, that need for you.
0: Exactly. And and let's say, for instance, let's say I I had a company in, let's say, in Canada, for instance, and I need a loan for whatever for my business. And how do I actually then find the right kind of loan broker who will know what he's doing? He'll make it as best possible painless for me. Um, How do I find this kind of person?
1: Um, Yeah, you usually uh, find them online since loan brokers, they don't have bank branches and they don't have physical locations, uh, right? These are independent loan brokers. And one of the best ways to determine if the loan broker you're deciding to work with knows what they're doing is to assess how they're talking to you. Sometimes like a lot of times you have people telemarketing you and offering you some kind of funding option. Well, that person is just a telemarketer. A loan broker will ask you a a few questions to understand so they can put you through the right lending option instead of pitching you one product, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's the main differentiator. Sometimes you're going to come across people who call themselves loan broker and they only know, let's say, one product, what we call the Merchant Cash Advance, which is a really, really high interest product. Uh, But since that's all they know, they want to put everyone into that box. And as the business owner, if you don't know if there are other options, you might think that that's your only option. So just look for somebody who asks like direct questions about your business and your possible revenue and the credit scores and what your plan is and how much do you need. Uh, so if you find someone like that or you can go through, obviously, our network or you can look it up also online, uh, that's the right person to work with versus someone who is like, hey, just fill out this application and we're going to get you funded in two days and, it will be fine and they don't they didn't even ask me anything right so that those are the situations that you want to kind of stay away from because you don't really know what this person is going to come up with and not only you might you know lose money if you decide to go with it but also more importantly you're losing time you're just counting on this and without really understanding it then you notice that oh this is not what i thought it was so always look for people who are more consultative than salesy Mm-hmm.
0: And so if, let's say, somebody wanted to become uh, an online broker or a business loan broker, um, are there any special requirements? What, what would he need in able to participate? For instance, you have this academy,
1: I think, what it is? Correct. We have uh, Business Lending Blueprint. Uh, it's an online training uh, academy. And people go through. If someone wants to become a business loan broker, they don't need to get licensed. They don't need to get a certification. They don't even need to go through our training. Uh, The process is you can kind of look up who the lenders are and try to figure out on your own. But just like anything, well, are you going to really figure it out on your own? Or how good can you really be without having some kind of guidance on what works and what doesn't work and avoid the pitfalls and uh, don't go through trial and error? Because all my life, I always I always pay for mentors, right? Because it's like a it's a shortcut. (laughs) Otherwise, you you just rely on your own ability, your own assessment, your own time, and we only have so much of that. It's always best to go through somebody else. Um, Yeah, what we provide to our members is all of that, like whatever they need. Even even if they have no background, and anyone who checks out our YouTube channel can see that that we have many people. Some of them are from the they're like they're in the they were in the army, they retired. Some, we had carpenters, we had construction people. Uh, But as long as they have a drive to be an entrepreneur and they see the opportunity, and of course we suggest them to do their due diligence to to see that if this is the right industry for them, they can go through the blueprint and gain those skills and become a loan broker. But yeah, so the industry itself doesn't require any kind of licensing, any degrees, any specific type of certification.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's great. So actually it's... um... Quite reasonable to to become a business loan broker, whether you're based in the US or in Canada. Um, that's a good good way to actually to get started into that. Um, before we we end here our episode this uh, today, if people want to know more about your uh, blueprint, your academy, and all what you're offering, there, how can they get in contact with you or even read up more?
1: And the best way is—I mean—we're on uh, Instagram and YouTube, but we—they can find all the information they need uh, through our website, which is businesslendingblueprint.com. Uh, it has a free video training that—that's totally—it doesn't cost anything. It's about an hour long that shows someone how the business works, what's business loan brokerage, what the potential is, and how to succeed through that. And we have hundreds of success stories on our website too. So that will be the best resource, businesslendingblueprint.com.
0: That's great. Thank you for being here on the show, Oz. And I'm sure in future we'll be talking about similar topics. Absolutely.
1: Looking forward to it. That was my pleasure, Christian. Thanks so much.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Growth Zone with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market simply visit the website follow.prmediareach.com. I will be adding the link also to the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. For those of you who are listening and signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a free copy of The Ultimate Guide on Content Marketing. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years. It also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized entrepreneurs and enterprises as clients. And that even included international clients from all around the world. The link to sign up for our free broadcasting service and the guide is follow.prmediareach.com That will give you access to the most recent version of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me as well on Twitter by using the Twitter handle C-A-P-Barge. That's spelled Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. Yes, that is C-A-P-Barge.